I'm Kia. And this is Spoiler Alert, the podcast for bookies. Our goal is to give you all the dirty details on your favorite or soon-to-be favorite books. So strap in or up and join us for Spoiler Alert. Welcome to another edition of Spoiler Alert. I'm Elle. And I'm Kia. And we're going to get this show started. That is so boring. <laughs> well, look, whenever you want to produce this hype at the beginning of the show, you're more than welcome to do that. That's what I thought. Anyway. I'm not the hype one, so. Anyway. It is another additional spoiler alert. Of course, the shenanigans are on deck. Are you sure? Just because I didn't open the show crazy doesn't mean the shenanigans aren't on deck. I'm sure by the time we get into this book, something will pop up. It always does. This week's book is Genesis Woods, Cassette Tapes, and Heartbreaks. Side A. Now, I don't know where side B is, but there's a side A for that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still waiting on side B. Um, Yeah. So, how you doing, friend? I'm here. I'm I'm here. <laughs> we um me, myself and I, we had a very, very what is the word? Adventurous weekend so far. So we're here. Okay. How are you? I'm good, you know. I got thirty four days. <laughs> thirty four. And after these thirty four, I'm done for the year. Because I was like, for banana. Um, we'll see, because there's some stuff on the horizon. So, you know, just gathering these last couple of moments with the children that I have, because they're about to go on to the next building, which makes me very happy. Although I've been telling them, you know, some of them, they might not go to the next building. You laughing. It's a few. Well, trust me. I, even even though I'm not in anybody's classroom, trust me, I know. <laughs> um, I know how that goes. Cause um, the bookie boo. Cause some of the ones that where I'm at, the conversations we have said we have had about some of these children, it it makes me wonder why. What's what's the point? <laughs> you know, it is what it is, but. Let's get to our book this week, Cassette Tapes and Heartbreaks. Let's get into this synopsis. One Night Stands, Second Chances, Friends to Lovers, and A Sexy New Neighbor are just some of the tropes you'll enjoy in this anthology. Sprinkle in some drama, steamy sex scenes, and a few happily ever afters, and you have the perfect R&B mixtape escape. Cassette Tapes and Heartbreak is a collection of short stories filled with love and the true essence of romance. Cassette Tapes and Heartbreaks was an interesting book because it is an anthology. I didn't know which way to swing on this one. I mean, this is our first anthology. It is our first anthology. And so there were there were lots of... I will say this, for an anthology, the stories were much shorter than I thought they would be. Some were and some weren't. To mm. me. Some were a lot longer than others. I mean, yeah, but that's any anthology. But when I say that, I am surprised that there were so many. 
in this particular book. But, you know, an anthology is just that, a collection. So, let's get into these spoiler ratings. So, I gave the book a solid four. No less, no more. I I had qualms about some uh, books and some others. When you look at the title of the book, you don't automatically assume that there is going to be... How do I say this? Just say it, friend. I'm trying to find the words. <laughs> Gosh. You know there's supposed to be heartbreak, but when you're reading books that you're expecting to be like romance or romance-esque, you think that there's going to be at least some happiness at the end of some of them. And not all of them had that, not necessarily happily ever after, but some of them I was like, so that's it? We, I, I guess. <laughs> so that's why I was like, some you had that, oh yeah, I like the way this is ending. And some of them you was like, eh, okay, I guess. So that's why I was like, no more, no less. Yeah. So, what about you? Um, this one's a good three. Uh, uh, this one's like a strong three, seven, five, four. While the writing is good for the majority of them, I some of the plot lines didn't track for me, and not in a bad way. They just went a whole. I went left, and the storyline went right. <laughs> And you'll hear more about that as we go through the stories. But I just was expecting something different for some of the stories. And while I wasn't looking for happily ever afters for all of them, because heartbreak is in the title, I definitely wasn't expecting some of the turns that these stories took. And some of the turns were refreshing, some of them not so much. But overall, solid 3754 for the book. Okay. So... Shall we begin? Let's go. First of all, this first story, open for those of you who've never read the book or those of y'all who are listening and you're thinking about reading the book, every story is associated with a song. And of the six stories, I recognize three songs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. To not recognize all the songs because there's definitely a playlist associated with this book. Mm-hmm. However, comma, it helps to recognize the song because it gives you a vibe for how the story is. Yeah. And she definitely opened with a good one. Shorty Got Her Eyes on Me by Donnell Jones. I was like, nah. I <laughs> love that record. Love that record. So I, I remember hearing that record for the first time. And it's a quarter fast thing, girl, what's it gonna be? And that song, for those of y'all who did not buy the Donnell Jones album, it fades into where I want to be. <laughs> so, if you never, ever knew where that little clip come from in the music video, it's because that's how the album actually plays. Now, this first story. <laughs> Well, can you say Insta Love like on steroids? Yes, definitely <laughs> Insta Love because it was a it, it was like they eyes magnetic towards each other and bam. Let's just go ahead and say what it is. Like I said in the first episode, Meta in the club started showing love. 
Where was the Jacquees? <laughs> you could have easily put that song here. Was that song even out when this book came out? I don't know, friend. I, actually, I think it was. Because I don't even know when Jacquees first came out. It's like, who pays I was attention teaching to that? in my first school. Like, who really pays attention to when he came out? Like, I like some of his songs. I like some folks. However, I ain't clocking for his whole catalog. He came out when I was still at my first school. So he's been out for at least 10 years. Oof. Almost. It sure don't feel like it. At the, almost. He was getting notoriety like my third year at my first school. And I'm seven years removed from there. So, yeah. Well. So, huh, we meet. And, and I don't want to mess up these names because good God. Mm-hmm. these Because the names threw me for a loop. It's Kenyatta. Mm-hmm. And... We meet Kenyatta first. Yes. And see, when he said, yo, Yada, I thought he was talking about a woman. Because, like, growing up, like, when I was in daycare ages, I had a friend named Kenyatta, and it was a girl. So, <laughs> so I was like, huh? Yeah. So, uh, we're introduced to Kenyatta, who is the owner of a successful club in, is this Miami or L.A.? This is in Cali. In Cali. We're just going to leave it at that. And not only is he successful, a successful club owner, uh, him and his partner Diesel own apparently several businesses together. Well, I thought you was going to say sexual friends. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh. They own several businesses together. And he notices while he's, uh, you know, he's helping people. This girl bumps into him. She's trying to get his attention. But while this girl is trying to get his attention, he looks up into the VIP and locks eyes with the one. The one. The one. Like birds chirping, angels singing. When I first saw you. That that one. (laughs) That one. And he finds himself almost tripling his time to get upstairs to where she is because he also notices that one of his security personnel is about to break the neck of the man who was bothering the women in the VIP section. He gets up there, comes to her rescue, and meets Rowan. Now, Genesis, I don't know what made you do this name flip. Well, CCJ has a female character with the same name. I know, but it's Uh so... It, Kenyatta and Rowan, I was like, well, if I didn't know no better. <laughs> they seem like just, they're supposed to be flipped, that, but, but that's what happens when you're in a sex Again, like Will and Ramsey. <laughs> so we're going to hope that I keep these names organized because that whole episode, I was like, Will, 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 Will <laughs> and her. Well, so, luckily, you don't have to worry about the whole book because it's short. So, <laughs> Rowan and Kenyatta, once they finally link up in the VIP... You can always call him Mr. Banks. That's what she was calling him. It was a done deal. <laughs> the chemistry is like smoking. Hot. Smoking hot, hot. hot. They dance together for like, what, one song or something like that? And he was like, you gotta leave with me. And she was like, okay, I'll leave with you, but you go close up the club, and when you done closing... We can leave. Well, she well, she was like, let me hang out with my friends because that's what I'm here for. And I appreciate you one let dick 
uh, dictate what you were doing <laughs> while you were there. Like, okay, let me hang out with my peoples because that's what we're here for. And then once everything is said and done, we'll see where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had a great time with her friend because, baby, when he got up those stairs and started looking at the cameras. Yeah. This is how you know this is the one because she, it was like she felt someone looking. And even though it was all in his perspective, it was like she knew that he was watching her and stared at the cameras and was dancing to him the entire time. I said, see, uh-uh. <laughs> she was showing that. Real, I mean, dropping it low with that little bitty dress on, ass coming out the bottom of it and everything. And he, the fact that he's jacked off to her dancing in the club, I was like, dude. He said, let him get the first one out the way. Well, I mean, I've heard that works. So... It, it it works for people. Like, let me go ahead so I can last longer once we get to where we're going. And baby, when they got to where they was going. Yeah. They they put on the show for each other. <laughs> he actually he and what I appreciate is he fed her. He took her to his yeah. house. He cooked her breakfast. He he ain't gonna get her something from somewhere else. He cooked for her. Mm-hmm. I like a man that can cook. Friend, you want a man that can cook because do. you don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, if I have to, I will. But if I ain't got to, please feed me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, needless to say, their story pretty much closes after they smash. They realize, hey, we want to keep this going. And the end. Yeah, it was real quick. I, I don't want to say that their, their, uh, their sex time was a quickie because it definitely, definitely was not. They, the, he actually had her staring as the sun was rising up while they were coming. I was like, oh! Yeah. Okay, then. So that that definitely wasn't quick, but you know that insta-love was on steroids yeah, with this one. That, they definitely were an insta-love couple. And, and I'm here for it. I'm all the way here for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Our next story is a classic record. Deborah Cox and R.L. We can be friends. No, 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 no. That's my record. This is somebody's theme song in my head for a very long time. (laughs) Sure, these are my confessions. Just when I thought I said. His ass ain't going to never listen to this. All right, friend. What? Anyway, so <laughs> we can't be friends. First of all, that record is just sickening. That record is sickening. And she does not get the justice. She does she, not. I love Deborah's voice. Deborah Cox eats. I know everybody I know from Canada. Time. Like most of the, the female singers from Canada, to me, they don't get the recognition that they should. Deborah Cox eats every every time. This woman does. She did the vocals for the Lifetime version of the Whitney Houston movie. She did. She's done several plays. Several plays. If you've seen, not Fabric of a Man, but there's a play she does. Oh, that's one I ain't heard heard about in a long <laughs> Fabric, time. <laughs> Fabric of a Man is a different one. I think I have that um, movie. But she did, it's not, I don't think it's a David E. Talbot play, but she's done plays, she's done theater, she's done movies. The the girl is bad. She's just good like that. And of course, my favorite part of this song is the bridge. You may see me staring 
or catch me in a daze. It's that's the part of the song for me. That whole breakdown is just. But anyway, <laughs> you know what's and I thought the rest of the story, the rest of the book was gonna be this way. I was kind of upset that it wasn't. Is that connecting stories? I thought it was gonna be because of this. Okay, so I didn't feel connecting stories, but I definitely liked the flow. I am the mixtape queen in my house. Nobody makes a mixed CD better than me. My brother had a bad habit or has a bad habit of when he gets to track number 10, he he does fantastic. And then he gets to track number 10 and at the track number 10, it just falls off. Completely falls off. The story falls apart. The, the theme or whatever is connecting just does not carry through. Maybe he needs to stick to just doing 10. <laughs> so, like, for example, he did one, and it was a really great theme or thought, where he did, like, songs that have the same title. Mm-hmm. So, like, he did Hey Lover and Hey Love by, uh, Hey Lover by one, Hey Lover song. with Boys to Men and LL Cool J, and then he did Hey Love by 112 and Mob D. And he, like, kept that, like, but it was a couple of them. Like, he had I Need a Girl, I Need a Girl Part 2. Those kinds of songs paired up like that. And I don't know what the the fifth pair was. But after that fifth pair, mm-mm. 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 I think we even didn't get as far as the fifth pair before we were like, nope. You're done, son. You're, You're done. done. <laughs> uh, so I, I am, again, the mixtape queen because I just, every, for me, the albums that I really love really do tell a story. The albums I really love, like the ones I know backwards, forwards, you can put it on right now and I could still bust down on all the ad libs. If I might miss a couple, but it's almost like uh, riding a bike. I get right back on it. <laughs> Those, they tell a story. And I like, I really worked at as a child because that was the era of mixtapes. You know, now you make a playlist. Mm-hmm. In that era, I really worked at this telling of a story. You can't beat me. You can't. You can't. And therefore, that is why I'm the mixtape queen amongst my siblings. You want one? I can make you one. And um, this story is, is, I think this is probably the best story in the book, period. You know, and this, like I said, I thought this was going to be a connecting type of book. Because of this, sock your berry. <laughs> but I will say, because like in book, in book, in story one, the main female character, she had two friends with her. Her two best friends was at the club with her. And you get their names. You don't get a whole bunch of details about them, but you know them, them her people. Yep. And so with this one starts, it's the two friends. Right. And I was like, oh, so it's a connecting Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought the next story was gonna be about the next friend. Yeah, and, and so it's, but it's not. But we'll get there when we get there. So like when we get to this one, I was like, so how this friend story finna go? You know, interesting. Cause I read, you know me, I read synopsis, and so I read because on Amazon it shows what each story is supposed to be about mm-hmm. somewhat. And so I was like, well, this is going to be interesting, especially since we know how we can't be friends is. At the end of the video, they sitting there on the floor, hugged up like, I can't let you go. <laughs> so I was like, how this about to go? So get into the story. And this chick is sneaking into the house, the apartment, whatever, that she lived 
with her ex. I said, what the hell? <laughs> and the friend asked, why are we sneaking into a place that you own, ma'am? You, you got the key to it. Like, why are you sneaking? And, like, I knew there was some, some, you know, issues between her and her man because, clearly, with the song. But when I find out why they are exes, I was like, okay. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. But at the same time, I was like, sis, so you just up and walked away? Didn't even have another conversation with nobody? Nothing? Nothing. You just packed your shit and left. <laughs> okay. I support it. I mean, I feel like if I make something known to you and you don't get it together, I'm within reason to go ahead and exit the building. And she took the opportunity and the advantage to exit the building. And so when we get into the story, it's Brittany and Portia packing up her things. I'm all for exiting. I'm for that. But at the same time for me, I've said it several times in several episodes, communication is a lot. So if I get the initial conversation, but sometimes things have to be reiterated and you just up and leaving and he not knowing that's why, that doesn't help either. I, I think it was very clear. Not for everybody. I, I really legit think it was very clear. She didn't say that was why she was leaving. She just left. My, From what I can gather... From what what's in the story, I'm under the impression that things were, were very clear. And not so, when he was still trying to figure out why she left. Clearly, it wasn't for him. I just don't think he thought she'd do it. The way he was responding to her, it was as if he didn't know why. That's why he was asking. Mm. Like, yeah, for her, clear as bell, clear as a bell. She know she knew why she was leaving, and I'm all for you leaving. But at the same time, he don't know why you just up and left. Ain't no, I told you this was going to happen and deuces. He don't know that's why you left. He just know you left. So we spend the the opening and the majority of the first half of the story. Portia kind of just tells the story of her packing her stuff. She has a couple of emotional episodes, of course, because... Dylan, who is the main the main male character in this story, is someone she's been with for the last ten years, mm-hmm. and we also uncovered the store their family backgrounds, and we find out very quickly that Dylan's background is very rocky, where Portia's background is very solid, if I'm not mistaken. Two parent home, parents loved each other for life. All of the you know she she's used to the the black love. Yeah. All of that stuff. She is, you know, that Jodeci song, Do You Believe in Love and the Promise That It Gives? That's <laughs> that's her. I want to love you for life. That is that is her. And everything is great until we get down to, like, the last bag. And <laughs> first of all, shout out to Britney, because Britney is... <laughs> <laughs> Brittany is the best, worst, best friend ever. <laughs> Brittany done went in the refrigerator, ate up the chicken. I was, I was dying laughing. Brittany, Brittany and I, don't get me wrong. Brittany is helping her pack, but Brittany is also a a thought bubble, if you will, in a lot of ways. Brittany really is reflective 
in and interjects her perspective and not necessarily in a negative way, but just as a space to think, are you sure? You know, just, just putting those thoughts in place. <laughs> I love Brittany cause she's like, you think I should leave a tip? Baby, she was tearing that chicken up. She was up. tearing that chicken <laughs> down, y'all. You got to understand, she was tearing it up. She 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 didn't got her a cup of Kool Aid. <laughs> Thomas, um, she and I was like, if y'all was trying to get it and get it out without him knowing, you sure ain't working. That ain't gonna work. I mean, she talks about the fact. That Brittany was like, you think I got a five? You think Dylan will be mad if I take a plate to go? <laughs> but it was the fact that like. Portia started to realize stuff while they were getting her stuff ready to leave up mm-hmm. out of here. He was still doing stuff as if she was still there. Yes, he was. Cha- tablescape was changed out to match the season. Photos were arranged in such a way. All the things. Like, like he knew this is a passing phase. <laughs> and oh. it was like, she's upset, but she'll be back. It was like, it, that's way, the way he was actually like showing his thought process of it is as if she's coming back. My baby gonna come back to me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, sir, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so they're at the last bag. Brittany asked about, you know, I want to take a plate. I can leave a five. And Portia's like, girl, I'll take you to Popeye's if you really want something to. And she runs into Dylan. It was... It was the fact that Brittany, they had the conversation and it was like Brittany went, I guess, to take something downstairs to yes. the car because baby was in the car when he got ready to go upstairs. So she didn't get a chance to warn her friend, hey, he coming his way up. Okay. Because I, I was like, bitch, you couldn't tell me he was coming in. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first saw that she bumped into him. I was like, bitch, you couldn't tell me he was coming. Then, you know, later you find out she was in the car, so she... By the time she got up there, he would have already been in there. Right. So I was like, okay. But it's just like in the video. you They ran into each other while she's packing herself. Absolutely. And he was very surprised because he's like, you came back. And of course, what was in her hands, she dropped. And she was like, I'll clean this up and get out your way. And he was like, you only came back to get your things? And I knew then and I was like, she not getting out of there. She's not. No. She's not. Like, he was heartbroken. When I tell you what he realized, realized, I'm not trying to come back to you. He was like, what the fuck did I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, Dylan, I, and the, like I said earlier, the conversation I feel like should have been had. Because you later find out that she understood of his hesitation because of his background. No, that's not an excuse, but have that conversation. Because just because you feel this way does not mean it's going to automatically give you what you want. A conversation could be had might help you. Because we, we like, we're going to, you know, speed this, this thing up. He's had this, this ring and this letter written for her for six freaking months, but he was afraid. But because he ain't do it when you wanted him to, Fuck you, I'm gone. I don't know if it's quite that, friend. That's why. I, that's how I read it. I want things to win by the timeline that I want them. If they're not there, I'm gone. 
That's how she was because she did not have a conversation with him after that original conversation. You didn't do it in the time frame that I wanted. Fuck you. I'm gone. And that's how she was. She only came back to get her stuff. But if you know this man is having this issue with himself, you expect him to just drop his feelings and his his issues just because you wanted at your timeline. Friend, they've been together for ten years. I get that, and I like I said, I can understand her leaving. I didn't say she shouldn't leave, but my thing is, if you know this is something that's a hang up for him, you leaving like that does not help him fix that. Yeah. Because mm, I'm a mad, I, I'm under the impression that inside of these 10 years, this is not the first time this conversation has come up. I just don't think that after 10 years, I just don't. She does not make mention of that. She just says she had that conversation and told him, I want to be married or I want to be engaged by the time I turn 35. I, I, I just don't think that's a one time conversation. I don't. And we could err on either side of caution because it could have been in, but I just, I'm in 10 years. I just don't see, and this is me. I just don't see inside of 10 years. She's never had that conversation about them. They've never had that conversation about being married before, especially <laughs> because of what she knows about his background. She knows too much. It'd be one thing if she didn't know anything, but she knows too much too much of too many intimate details for me to say they never had that conversation before that moment where she threw that ultimatum at him i think she threw down the gauntlet because she was tired and natural like for me i can express this even in the classroom when you throw down the gauntlet you have exhausted all other options i don't i just don't think she threw that out and I really don't think truthfully she could have said more she could have said I want to be married by the time I'm 35 she just asked to be engaged so I that that's that's why in 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 all honesty that's why I'm thinking that's this is not their first conversation because she didn't ask to be married she asked to be engaged which people still take 10 years to get married exactly so we we're not talking about a couple that's not that's new to this. I could see if they had been dating for two years and she threw down the gauntlet. And in those two years, they just legitimately did not know each other. But this is a 10 year. We live together. We, they, they do, they, they got everything but the horse. They got the cart. She just want the horse so they can actually drive. So this is why I appreciate the fact that, you know, your own thought process when it comes to books are, are yeah. what they are because not everybody's going to think the same thing. Because clearly. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's made clear because I thought she had been out of the house for a while. She had been out, of, she only had been out of the house for two months. And, and we get to see his side of their run-ins. When she, when he shows up at her mother's house for dinner on Sunday like nothing is wrong, she eats and gets up out of there. When he calls, she does not answer. It, it it has been he's like I know you it, and you can tell he's been tracking her but he hasn't been tracking her cause he's like I know you're not still staying at a hotel where you been staying at well I think it's because they their their finances were intertwined so if I can see where your, your finances is going I'm gonna know whether cause it's money coming out my pocket too yeah <laughs> but 
for me, I, I wonder. Like I, I get because I think we 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 did another we just did another story similar to this two books ago actually where the ex kept coming to Mama's house for lunch or dinner or whatever and Mama was still forever true <laughs> where Joe kept coming to Mama's house for food and it was like if in my mind you do whatever you want to do don't do that shit around me if you care for me like you say you do don't do that and. Just like some people, you can't control what other people do. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what I can do, though? If you're going to continue inviting this person to your house and I ask you not to, I don't have to come. I'll find somewhere else to eat. I'm I'm that person. And so, in my mind, I was like, if you were really fed up at it, like you say you are, you would stop going. You would stop putting yourself through that yourself. Instead of having somebody else, asking somebody, well, can you, 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 just like she asked him, about that marriage and that ring and she left because he didn't, I would have did the same thing with mama. Look, if you're going to keep having this person at your house that's hurting my heart that you're doing this, I don't have to be here. And until you fix that, you won't see me. But that does not happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. They basically, after a few seconds of seeing each other, they, they get into a little squabble. And it, it's 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 a heated discussion, but it's a necessary heat because he's like, were the last ten years really that bad? They were they really that bad that you would rather stay with your cousin who got roaches and a boyfriend that's a dope dealer? You won't even stay at your mama house, which might be an indicator that her parents and her family don't agree with her decision, mm -hmm. or they're overly nosy and they don't want to know too much. Well, I mean, her friend knows what's going on. Her friend does, but. Friend versus family is very different. Very different. So, what I love, too, about this is at some point inside of every story, we run into the lyrics of the song. Yes. And Dylan... <laughs> Dylan just says, I'm trying to compose myself, but I can't. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, RL, come on! <laughs> And, you know, they they basically end up, after all of this heated argument, they end up settling down. Baby, you can't, you can't run from love. Into, we're going to have dinner together. She leaves. The conversation, like I said, that should have been had. She leaves, goes and like washes up. He leaves to get some food to cook, comes back, cooks dinner. I hey. a man that cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I love a man that cooks. I'm just saying. And they return to the apartment. And it's cool for a while. They they have dinner. Conversation is cool. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> but then they get to cleaning up the kitchen. And back, back, back it up. <laughs> Both of them are backed up. Like very backed up. <laughs> like she know, and, and what's funny is they've been apart so long, and yet here she is on clock with him. She knows his biological clock, and he knows her. It's like it's been such and such amount of time. You already know. She was like, "What's well, about to go down?" She was like, "Well, he usually couldn't go more than a day or two. Such so as like, she was like, he'd be on vacation. He'd come back and." 
and he just was standing close. She she knew. You know what? What we did not talk about that was funny to me was that before dinner, before they left to go do what they were going to do for lunch, before dinner, while they were having that original conversation when she caught him, when he caught her at the house, was Brittany kept coming in there to see what was going on. And that found it, and then she finally caught them kissing. Yeah, and she all she does is call Rowan, girl. Uh, what is it? Delisha is back on, girl. Delisha <laughs> is back on, and they are so happy. <laughs> so happy. It was so because like every time she would come in, it was like she was interrupting. She was like, "Oh my bad." Like she knew some shit was about to go down. Like I think she honestly, I think she saw Dylan in passing, and she was like, "I'm gonna let this one burn." Yeah, this is this this is needed. <laughs> I honestly feel like she was like, "This is needed." Go on, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like he he saw her stuff in the car. Yeah, so he knew that she was in there. Brittany knew he was on his way up there, so it was like right. And so the next morning, after a um thrilling smash session, baby, <laughs> a thrilling smash session, we find Portia on the phone with Rowan and Brittany. And it's all good, but they all want to know what's inside the envelope. Because Dylan her gave envelope. her an envelope. Before she left to go get ready for their dinner, Dylan gave her an envelope and said, don't open this until tomorrow. Okay. She gets it and she opens it while they're on the phone. And she's like, I'm going to call y'all back. And I was like, she must have read something. But she the, the book story mentions... That she just wanted to have that moment with the letter by herself. Yeah. Understandable. And she gets about, what, maybe a third of the way in? Maybe. Before she ends up running to the bedroom? No, she read it. I know she read it, but it's like, as she was reading, she started traveling to where he is. She she knew what this was about. She knew. She, She did. And she politely went and... What we find out inside of the letter is his proposal. His proposal, and he actually waits till their dating anniversary, I believe. Well, the letter that he gave her was apparently six months old. Yeah, and he had been warring with himself of when and how to give that to her, mm-hmm. but because of fear. He didn't give it to her. So he had written a letter, was going to propose to her on their anniversary, whatever. And then he got scared. But he held on to it. So when he saw that she was in the apartment, he was like, I can give it to her now. And he gives it to her. And in my mind, I'm thinking, do, do you carry that thing with you everywhere you go? You knew she was going to be like, how you knew to give that to her then? I'm going to tell you the truth. I think her leaving was the catalyst to make him give her that letter. Yeah. I can believe that. Definitely. Because it was like, okay, I got to I gotta do this before I lose her again. Or, you know, now that... And I think that was what he needed. He needed the catalyst to know you really can lose this girl. Yeah. No. Oh, it is, it's the anniversary of the first time that he lo- told her he loved her. That's an important... Uh anniversary that's one that i probably would forget y'all be remembering stuff that i'd be like what the first time he told me he loved me was da 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 i mean you know how my memory is my memory is jack i remember shit that i shouldn't and then the stuff that i want to remember i don't so yeah yeah and needless to say they 
engage quickly. They marry quickly. Ain't no time. What's the point in waiting? True. They had already <laughs> been together 10 years. You, you've already been through that. You've already been through the breakup. You've already... Why should we wait? True. And that pretty much ends... We can't be friends. Story number two. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the first story. The next story is the first story. I never heard the words. I... I think I had heard the song before, but it wasn't no. something that, like... Is this Because I'm not a huge Tink fan. Like, I'll listen to some of her songs, but it's not... Like, I don't know her catalog like that. Like, even the songs that I do like, I don't even remember their names. I just know it when I listen to it. Well, this On My Own, now that I'm looking at the title of it, On My Own, I almost think of the Patti LaBelle version first. Well, I mean, Tink is very known for uh, covers. <laughs> she is known for covers, but she usually makes them extremely her own. Because her one in a million cover is nothing like the one in a million we know. It just has the, 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 the song, beat. Yeah, and the uh, the lyrics at the beginning. Yeah. Which is no surprise because Timberland and, and Missy were a part of her production team. So, you know. This next story. I've pissed me off. <laughs> you don't like cheating. And every time cheating shows up, no, even if it's not intentional cheating. That's, that, that wasn't what pissed me off, but... <laughs> this is going to be a very brief review for me because <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. This is not my favorite story. It's it's a necessary thing, right? But it, it lets you know that not all love stories end the way you want them to. Yeah. This is the heartbreak story of the collection. Yeah. But here's how the story goes. Couple used to be together. Couple fell apart. He told her, he looked at her one night and said, I need space. They got into an argument about something. I forget what. Um, I don't think she actually goes into details of what the argument was about. They got into it. They were hitting below the, the belt. Right. He said he needed space. In the time that he said he needed space, she found out he was at the strip club. So she hit lower. She spent her night at the club and started talking to somebody and had sex with that person. One of her exes from college. One of her exes from college. Then he finds out because when she gets home he's sitting there waiting. When he gets, yeah, he's sitting there waiting and she could have kept it to herself but she had that freshly fucked attitude on plus the outfit she had on was the one from the night before so. She could have stayed out girls night house the night before. I know that, but I'm saying though he, she confessed. He he's been with her long enough. He could tell. She <laughs> confessed, and they broke up. That that was not something he could deal with. Yeah, they reunite, start smashing on and off, and she had in her mind that they were going to completely reunite. However, she is friends with his cousin. She goes to have lunch with the cousin, finds out from the cousin that he is getting married to her arch nemesis. Mildred. The one that was messing with him before well, they got together. Initially. Before they got together initially. And she has a episode in the restaurant, passes out, has a concussion, awakens in the hospital to him being there. And it is there where he tells her, I really do love her and not you. I didn't mean for us to be having this on again, off again smash session. I was going to tell you when I met you at the hotel tonight, because he literally texted her while she was having lunch with the cousin. But once the cousin confessed that it was his wedding to, I think her name is her, her other best friend. Mil, I think her name is Millie or Mildred. I don't, Mildred. <laughs> it, it's Millie, I know. Yeah. 
to Millie. And once they confess, I the most valuable scene to me in this story is the hospital scene. He admits that he loves Millie in a way that he didn't love her. And it took him, it took that moment for him to see that. He confesses that he didn't mean to, you know, have all those random smash sessions with her. And after all of that, she ends up learning to let go. She realizes she should have let him go too. And the end. For me, (laughs) it wasn't that the whole finding out that he was getting engaged and getting married. It wasn't the fact that, you know, they were smashing behind this girl back. Because, no, I don't like cheating. I don't. And he admitted it to his fiance who he is But it was the fact... I don't know if the calmness of the whole situation is what irritates me. It is. Like, it I get it's, it's, it's adult. No. Because situ- you, you like your lick back. You like your lick back, friend. You do. You do. Just going to say it. Say, I. I've I'm, never denied that. And you but, don't think she got her lick back. You it's don't. not about her getting her lick back. My problem was not just the, it was an adult conversation, but it was the fact that you were able to sit there in her face in, in, to me, it was kind of rude for him to sit there and have that conversation with his his fiance on the phone with him in her face when he knew how she felt. Like, we already know I'm the type of person that I like happily ever after stuff. Even if they're not married or with babies or whatever. It was, where is the love in this situation <laughs> between the characters? <laughs> for me, I get that things like this happen in real. I don't want to have to read that in a story that's supposed to be about love. Even though I know it has heartbreak in the title. Could it have not had something happier in the end? <laughs> I think that's where I was irritated. Oh, that no. I don't I don't agree that every romance book has to end with happily ever after, because clearly I read the most cliffhangerous people. <laughs> Are you trying to throw something over here? No, I wasn't actually. <laughs> you didn't come to mind when I thought of cliffhanger people. Okay. But I think for this story, I think this story ends the most suited. She doesn't have to get a she didn't she doesn't neither of the women who are involved with this man, Aaron, or that's how that's how you know I didn't even call his name or hers, Bean. <laughs> <laughs> neither of them need to feel the need to get their lick back. Because he double tapped on the wrongness in this one. Yeah. But on top of that, just for me, I I think the song is wrong too. (laughs) The more I think about this story, the more I feel like certain things are like, I think you went to listen to the song after. No. Oh, so how would you know? Because there's a better song. It's playing in the back of my head now as I talk about this story. I just think that song, well, if you've ever heard that song, congratulations, I thought it would have been me. That song fits or feels more fitting. Have you you heard this song, though? Yeah. No. (laughs) But I'm looking at the song lyrics. It's not giving, at least in my opinion. And that's my opinion. I'll stand by it. I just, this story for me just doesn't, I, I feel like I don't get enough resolution from her. 
Like I would have, she, he just leaves and she's in the hospital and whoever is coming to pick her up comes to pick her up. And I just wanted, I like, all we see is that moment. We don't see any resolution. I just don't see any resolution in her outside of, okay, I'm letting him go. Yeah. That's where, that's why I'm like, <laughs> I just, I just want more resolution for her. Like I would have loved to have seen the car ride where the tears rolled down her eyes or like just that final exhale of I'm really letting him go. Not just him walking out to go to his wedding. And it, it just feels like he got the resolution. It's, it's, it's a fade to black, but it ain't sex. And I'm mad. <laughs> like, I just like, <laughs> I think that was the, another part that irritated me was the fact and I know Amazon does this themselves or they'll put stuff in the wrong category, but because this story is listed as an erotica and I'm like, ain't nothing in that damn story erotic. Except for them smashing in the back of that truck when they see each other again. But ain't no details on that. So how is it erotic? True. <laughs> like, their story was like whoop scoop de doo yeah pretty much and it was like he got everything that he wanted into it and she's sitting there like well I guess I'm happy for him yeah that's it <laughs> that's what it feels like it really does <laughs> moving right along our next story the G spot by oh. <laughs> now this was the first song I had never heard of oh I knew this one because I love Gerald <laughs> And I'm going to tell you what threw me for a loop with this one. This is the one where I was like, I thought she was going to go sci-fi on me. <laughs> I did. I did. I thought she was going to go to the to sci-fi on me. And I thought it was going to be a dark romance. <laughs> dark or sci-fi. I was waiting on the vampire. I was waiting on, because, okay, he he's vegan. I was looking at the fact that he they they always saw each other at night. They all that too. <laughs> they never saw each other in the daytime. He's vegan, super cut, big bulky. We know this man is fine. He's like, you can't go there with me. And he literally is it's the way he was smelling her. I was set up for the vampire. And then we just find out, no, this man just really likes to smash. He he has a very, very keen nose. He got a canine nose. Right. And that was the thing that was really making me go, okay, vampire. And no and ears. Nose and ears. I'm like, this man is a vampire. That's the only way to explain <laughs> it. The way he smelled her. The lyrics to the song itself was like in your lair. Yeah, I'm already uh, like <laughs> I'm already kinda like, okay, this is gonna be some we going to Blackwood after dark. I was ready to be there. I thought you was writing a side piece to the CCJ multiverse. I was ready. And this did not go that way at all. I, this man just can go, and in the words of Too Short, he can go on and on. You saw the text message I sent you. I like, 24 fucking, wait, what? <laughs> Baby, I could not. 24, and I, I know I'm skipping along, but 24 fucking orgasms in one day? Send me an ID of liquids, please, because I'm losing them all. <laughs> All of my all of my liquids will be gone messing with him. <laughs> so we've told you the story without telling you the story. Here's a brief synopsis. These two neighbors are ships in the night. She is also a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> she watches him 
She hit the Alicia Keys every Wednesday. You come and have a special, and you ask for hot chocolate. And we're supposed to make the hot chocolate with water, but I make yours with milk. It's that kind of stalkerish. Because she done been on this man's social media. She found out what she his name what is because of a loud neighbor. Like, all the things. And so, this particular night, he knock on her door after she done got done watching him. And he says, I know you're there. Because he can hear her. I heard you when you was watching me. Oh! It ain't nothing like when you a, 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 a stalker that get busted. <laughs> and he comes in and things get quite interesting for a second because she's like, why is he here? What is he going to do? Da, 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 da. And he basically ends up offering her to taste his food. But he also ends up in very close proximity. And he tells her, if I ever get a hold of you, there is no letting go. There's no letting go. And there is no return from once you could, from whence you came, ma'am. Like once once I once I sink my teeth in, since you keep thinking about vampires, once I sink my teeth my teeth in, you are mine. <laughs> Pretty much. And again, this was giving me vampire because maybe because I was thinking about my favorite Blackwood book, Curiosity. Cause he kept you ain't ready yet. <laughs> but he was another one. He would smell the girl a lot. He could, he just knew. So I said that to say. She, like, they, they actually became friends. Yeah. Because he do. was like, I don't want to cross that line with you if you're not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And they become fantastic friends. He comes over and starts cooking for her. Well, he brings leftovers. He don't. He don't cook, cook for her. Cause she was like, he was like, when you gonna let me cook for you? She was like, what do you call this? He was like, no, I ain't talking about the leftovers that I have from events that I'm doing. I'm talking about feed you personally. And he was, he was like, we can do this as friends, Mm -hmm. but if you step across that threshold into my house, it's a done deal. Mm -hmm. And And so, so she was like, okay, cool. And so, so they set it up. Yeah, they set up to meet and hang out. He was like, you just let me know how far you want to go. And so he goes, he has a, a cooking thing. He has like two like away things back to back. But he finally is back. And that's the night that they're supposed to have a meal in his apartment. She goes over. The meal is great. They're kicking on like, the couch, having a great time. And that now switch that switch slipped. was. No, it didn't slip. It was flipped. Yeah, it it was time. And she had to make a decision. And she was like, do I want to do this? And she thought about it for a second. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was at that moment that I knew she messed up. Because, yeah. Baby, once he finally wrapped her around his penis. And I'm being, I'm being nice right now. When she finally got her, her her body wrapped around his he laid her out like he wasn't letting her go until she had a minimum of 12 orgasms then he said he was gonna let her sleep and get her some rest and then we were gonna come back for 12 more i'm like nigga third like as soon as she was it was like okay so i know you haven't read this book but ejd has this book called the business of lovers right and the main male character one of the main male characters in the book he talks about having a three-level orgasm. 
And the girl was like, is that possible? Until he showed her that he can give her a three-level orgasm. This shit right here <laughs> was like that. I was like, she just, like, she gave, she ain't even recovered from the first one, and she's on number three. <laughs> like, goddamn. Exactly. Baby I, was I, coming back to back. I, I think that was what he was doing to her, too. I, I am under the persuasion that that was what he was doing for her. And, I mean, I'm here for it. But go ahead and hook me up to an IV of, of, of HTO, H2O because I'm going to be dehydrated by the time we're done with round one. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, he was like, trying to. Like, I got to have 12 before you come once? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Nigga, I'm human. <laughs> Again, reasons why I thought he was a vampire for 200, Alex. I just was waiting on him to bite her neck and, and turn her into one, too. I was... That's where I was. I just I just thought she was going in her sci-fi bag, and I was ready for it. And can I, can I just say that I appreciate the fact that this man knows how to make his own ice cream? Because you know how I am about ice cream. Lord, here we go. <laughs> That's all you're going to say? Friend. You're not going to say the line I thought you was going to say? Friend, I got, I, got, I got lines highlighted in the story. I do. Thought you was gonna say the famous line, ice cream. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna go there. You know? <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Look, look at you delivered. Look, Chris is not in the story, okay? Chris is delivered. Chris is not in the story. Yeah, but the author who wrote Chris is. <laughs> Are we ready to move on to the next? <sighs> Just one. I got one quote for you for this book, though. Oh, for Lord. the story, though. Here we go. Because he, he makes the statement. He says, "Brace yourself." <laughs> Xander lowered his lips to my ear and whispered, by making you come so many times in my mouth and on my dick that you will be begging me to claim your pussy as mine. But the part that I, I highlighted was, my name is already written all over your shit. I ain't even touched it yet. I Sir. Because <laughs> he just knew she was playing with herself thinking about him. I mean, but was he lying? Though? He wasn't lying, but he just knew. He was like, my shit is already written all over you. I just got to imprint it. <laughs> like, okay, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next story is... I think that I should be by Mr. Now, this song, I was like, ooh. Because not a lot of people know about Mr. Like, not a lot of people know about them. I actually have I, the CD. I don't know this song, but I know... I have the CD, so I, I, I like I the it. story. And so, when you say that this... Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to say the songs that I thought of when I read these stories. Because me and the author agree, but... Yeah. Like I told y'all, the last one I thought it should have been what it was. Um... <laughs> This one, I think of I Should Be by Drew Hill. Same line, same vein. We in the same vein, just a different song. Because this story. <clears throat> this one pissed me off for a different reason. But, Go ahead and lay it out on the carpet, friend. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the relationship between the heroine of this story and the relationship between the hero of the story I felt like he was too passive 
in the relationship in the beginning <clears throat> because if you know this person this is supposed to be the love of your life right so we find out later in the story that is going through this with somebody that you know it ain't just some random dude that she's dating this is your cousin that she's dating and you know that this person is doing these things to her you come to her rescue so to speak and you ain't never laid his ass out not once again you love when people get their leg back i think for me this story is a bunch as much about the two of them maturing as it is about her getting out of her situation because there is a maturation inside of this story that I appreciate. So in this story, we're introduced to Raven and Savion and what's the other, the main male character's name. I'm sorry. Farquhar. 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 I want to say Farquhar. Like, I've heard it in another. I've heard it in a in a movie, but it was it was Shrek. <laughs> Lord Farquhar, or something like that. You mean Farquhar? Farquhar? So, yeah, <laughs> that one. I want to say it's. It might be for queer. I'm not sure. Either way, but what what you need to know and understand is that they're involved in a love triangle and it's a messed up one at that because Savion is a whole... He's toxic as fuck. He's a yeah. fuck boy. And he's an asshole. Yeah. He's abusive mentally, yeah. physically, and emotionally. Yeah. You want to keep going? Because <laughs> you, you were unloading quite well, friend. And, but but that's why I was irritated because if you know this person is doing this to someone that you are in love with and you ain't hit him once... But I don't think he knew in the fullness what was going on. He's always saving her from it. So, yes, he does. Yeah, but you got to also want to be free. That, I get that. I get that. No, you can't keep her from going back. But at the same time, you're not going to step up to this dude not once about what he's doing to it. Like, even if it wasn't the woman that you were in love with, it was some random woman, period. You're not going to step up and be like, hey, dude. Not once when you see that he's doing the stuff, just like the dude in the story, uh, studio, uh, studio did later on in the story. He was like, if you touch her in front of me, I'm going to lay your ass out. Why old boy ain't do that when you're supposed to be in love with him? That's what I was irritated about. And then when you realize she's like, I can't just go, you was like, well, fuck you too and move back to wherever you can. Dude, she's in a domestic violence situation. And like... Even though we don't agree with it, we know, well, I won't say from experience. I know from people I know personally, you can't just up and go. Mm -hmm. So there, if, if she's staying not because she's in love with this person or not because she loves this person like that and she's told you what, what she wants to do, you're like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. She's crying out for help. Mm -hmm. But because it's not in the way that you want it to be, you you chuck the deuces and go. So what you're gonna do is be upset. Like if he does kill her, are you gonna be at the funeral crying? That's a good question. Cause you, she's asking for help. She's like, I just need time to get out of this situation. Yeah, and that's pretty much the majority of the story because she does get out, and after she gets out, and she finds him, she had to she had to slide her way back in because he didn't want shit to do with her. He blocked her from everything. Yeah, don't call me no more. Don't text me no more. Nothing. 
I ain't answering not shot that you that you were sitting my way. She had to lie and say her name was something else to get a meeting with him. And when he saw who it was, he he <laughs> deuces again. She he had tried to, to but you know after she after she I want to run to you because <laughs> that's what she did after she ran him down and got all the way free. I, I love the fact that even though he said he was completely done with her, he was still keeping tabs. He was still paying bills for her. Oh, he now here's the thing. I think he I think he recognized too that she needed the space. Because he made sure her schedule was stacked with appearances and everything because she had to finish the album in the time frame that she had to finish it in. And once she finished that album and did their promo, she was free from Savion. And after she got free from Savion, it was no looking back. Baby got her own spot. She got her own spot. She made sure that her situation was straight. She got out. Like, she... Because she didn't even want to be in the music industry anymore. No. We ain't talking about that. She's an artist. And Savion was her producer. Manager. Whatever, whatever. She was his love and his secretary. Let's just put it that way. Working every day of the week. Well, hell, he had another secretary that he was dicking down. Along with her cousin. But... Yeah. And ended up having them both be pregnant. Well, no, her best friend got her got his got both of them pregnant. Got his uh his secretary and her best friend pregnant at the same time. Mm-mm. And you got your girlfriend watching all this shit. So Mm-mm. not for me. Anyway, <laughs> what I thought was really interesting was when the story comes out because we find out um in the middle of the story that it was at first Raven and for queer or for choir. And what we find out is that Savion is the one who broke them up. Savion basically saw the value of Raven and pushed his way in between the two of them because he had actually negotiated to stay in LA or Inglewood or wherever they had, it is. They had met as, as kids. They met in a summer and he was able to stay the next summer. He was trying to get with her like full time. Yeah, and Mama was okay with him staying and everything, and then cousin started getting in the way. Cousin got in the way. Yeah, yeah. The Jill Scott was definitely big on that one. That was she performed the heck out of that too, girl. She did hush because I'm mad I couldn't go. (laughs) She performed heck out of that. I'm so upset that I could not go. Oh, she performed that beautifully. But uh, yeah, like. When when it all came out in the wash that Savion was the reason for all of the heartache pain on both sides, I really wish like yeah they they fought they fought oh, yeah. real good. No, give you both. What? No, like busting like busting up aquariums and shit. I was like they what? they really tore things up. They they was going to town. I was like, see, yeah. I was surprised that Savion was. I mean, you know, they say some crackheads are very, very strong. <laughs> that was another thing. He was a drug addict. <laughs> like, how you win though? He looked out because she stopped him. I think, baby, that was that was a very interesting story. I will say that. Yeah, but she got, but she got what she was supposed to be within the end. She did, and that's what I like to see. <laughs> that's what that is. What we like to see. We, we like to see when you get where you're supposed to be. And that pretty much wraps up this story. Our next story is the cool kid. So now, now that one, I was a little confused in the beginning because the way it read to me 
I thought they were in high school until she let it be known that they were in college. Right. So <laughs> I wasn't the only one tripping. Cause I was like, is these high school kids talking like this? Like, like I know in high school we saw we said a lot of shit as if we were grown. But I was like, the way it read, it was like they were high school kids trying to act like they were adults. Until she makes mention of the fact that they were in college. I said, oh. And then stuff that like because it was it was a little disjoint for me. It and was very it, it was very high school. It made with but, the way they were acting. But you could tell that they weren't like, but shoot, friend, really? We both went to college where were, were there not people there who didn't act like they were still in high school. I'm just saying. I like how you trying to turn <laughs> this comment. But I it made it made sense once I figured out that they were in college. But hey, the skating rink was popping even even then. But but this is what I'm saying though. Cause even when we were in college, people were acting like high school kids. That irritated the shit out of me. Because you're grown. Act like it. So even even with that, because yeah, we did have kid kiddish, immature people in college, but even still, that does not absolve you. You are grown. Stop acting like a child. Mm. And that's I it's like said than done. I like the story, but that whole drama with <laughs> I I hate I hate when when women don't know how to let go. <laughs> and baby, she didn't know how you're embarrassing yourself in front of all of your friends, honey. Go sit down somewhere. This man has told you straight up, I don't want you. Yeah, the pussy is good, but that's all. <laughs> and then you want to call this girl fat. Say she ugly. Say nobody will ever want you as long as there's somebody like me. Bitch, he don't want you. He didn't want you hard. And he embarrassed you in front of your friends. In front of him. Mm-hmm. After after your friends want to get bucked with this girl. And she tagged the hell out of you. You and your friends. Like y'all got tagged. And the only reason she fell on her back is because you had to have somebody help you. Because you yeah. get your ass whooped. And they was definitely whooping you to sleep. They were... They... Look, if you bug. Look, if you bug. Like, the look, only reason look. she fell back on, like, and he was like, are you okay? He was like, yeah, she, the only thing is she pulled me back on my back. That's it. Other than Can't that, I was beating the ass. On your and I, I I appreciate the fact that her employer was like, mm. what happened? Like, he couldn't see it because apparently he'd be watching the camera. He'd be watching the camera anyway. So he so already he knew what was going on. That's why he went tripping about her beating the snot out of that girl because you're wasting money. And food. Mm-hmm. Because your jealous ass don't know how to let go when somebody say they don't want you. Exactly. You just can't stand the fact that somebody that's bigger than you, that look better than you, that don't need all those enhancements for the stuff that you want. You you don't like the fact that somebody else wants that. Yeah. Because you think you're supposed to have it. And the petty shit that they was doing like when um, they first started dating. Mm-hmm. Freshman year. That was the part that I was like, it bred high school to me. Because I'm thinking the library at the school, whatever. I'm like, they're doing all this in the high school. <laughs> it, it took me a second. I was like, okay. But that that, that petty shit, I was like, okay. But I, yeah. I, I love the fact that she got her ass beat. Yeah. And then he told her, I don't want you. In front of all her friends. Yeah. So... After the Nuck If You Buck session, they closed the skating rink for the night. He actually helps her He clean helps her clean up. They skate around the rink a couple times. Kiss again. Her boss breaks them up, says, hey, finish your job and get out my business. I'm trying to get home to my wife. 
<laughs> well, it was funny to me because I highlighted the part where uh, after they skated around or whatever, and they're they're kissing, and he was like, "We should stop. I don't want Mr. Clark to catch us to uh, catch us again." And Mr. Clark was like, "Yeah," and she was like, "He probably see, already sees us. His ass is always watching the cameras." He's like, "Yeah, damn right I am." <laughs> so they. <laughs> They finish cleaning up the skating rink and of course they bounce, they ride out and it it's a fade to black moment, but we know they're going to smash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very clear. Because they're going to study. <laughs> yeah. It's made very clear that they're going to um yeah, that study. Was, that was their, their undercover road word word for having sex was studying. Mm. Yeah. And that brings us to our final story. Off your hand. I think this was probably my second favorite Okay. of the stories. I just love a good, I'll take your girl and make it better. If I had to sum it up. Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> I don't even know if this is a Mr. Steal Your Girl. I think he's, he's, he stole his girl. I mean, he yeah, did. he stole her from the engagement party at that. <laughs> um, the only thing that could have crop topped that was taking her at the wedding. Maybe. This, I want to say this might have been my favorite of the stories. And not just because Tank's song is... <laughs> but I think out of the way all of them laid out. This one I think is the, probably the most complete of the stories. Because we got a full layout of both characters mm -hmm. even even though all of these all of these stories are uniperspective like we never hear from we either hear from the male or we hear from the female and I think this was the one story we heard from the perspective of a male and for me I think it's the most complete of the stories I really genuinely do nothing about this collection of story this particular story is missing anything you get you get beginning to end what's going on why it's going on mm -hmm. and what the results is in the end now i think it's interesting that he's a photographer <laughs> why is that because i think it speaks to i think it speaks to the story itself the idea that because the female character in the story she feels erased or in the background a lot in her life she talks about the idea of being noticed by people being recognized by people and she says you know no one ever really notices me and the reason that she's with what's his name <laughs> you can't do that for everybody we got to keep up with who you call that because there were several in this book what's his name damon Then, oh lord what's the boy name Whatever her Parker. Parker. Ooh. The reason she's with Parker is she feels that Parker was the first person to acknowledge her or recognize her. And Parker does a piss poor job at it. And that's I knew, a, that's a masterpiece of an understatement for I it. knew I knew Parker was trash before he ever shows up in the book. Yeah. Because who's late to their engagement photo shoot? It was when you were set when you said you were there before she was exactly because in my mind as soon as she was like he's not here he's supposed to be here before me I'm thinking this nigga is probably cheating on her mm -hmm. it, and then it doesn't help that you know the title of the song tells you off your hand like you know he's about to steal his girl yeah so I'm like what is this nigga doing to make his girl get taken like right. and so 
to we're we're telling you the story without telling you, but basically our leading our leading male what's his name? Finn. Finn, which is short for infinity. <laughs> And the fact that Parker was like, that's a very unique name. He's like, so yeah. it's Parker. I'm like, Parker is not unique, but he was being an asshole with him. Yeah. So. so Finn is a very popular world renowned photographer and he has been hired to take engagement photos by Parker and his fiance. Damn, you Parker is <laughs> name, but the wa- the the woman is when she's more important. Her name is G. <laughs> Her name is Gianna. I remember G because they call her G. Her name is Gianna, yes. And actually, Parker, they weren't hired by them. He wasn't hired by them. He was hired by her best friend, which is his cousin. Same thing. Gianna arrives late, completely on accident. She has a whirlwind of a day. Dress didn't fit, so she had to get a new dress. Then she had to do her hair because the person who was going to do her hair canceled. She she had a really rough morning and signs that this is not a good thing to do. <laughs> it doesn't get better until she runs into Finn. And they have this kind of whirlwind moment because they get very close to each other and you think they're going to kiss, but no. Parker shows up and Parker like subtly tries to stunt like, this my woman. Bitch. <laughs> It was very subtle. He tucks Gianna behind him, kisses her all sloppy. Sir, that's not going to excuse the raggediness of you being later than Because I guarantee he was probably late because he was smashing somebody else. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, so they go and they start trying to take photos and Parker suddenly has a call from work and has to leave. Well, it's already well known that he didn't even want to do this. Right. He makes it very well known. They he, argue before they start taking photos, all kind of stuff. It just is a raggedy moment from him. And then when, and I knew when Finn was showing that he noticed him do this big smile on his face when his phone rang, yeah. I was like, that's the other woman. Oh, yeah. Big t- Talking about this is, this is work. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. <laughs> Nigga, we see you. If if you've already had that conversation with, because it comes out later on that they've had a conversation about him sleeping with other women. Yeah. Like so, if you've already had that conversation, why the fuck are you trying to hide it now? Trying to do right, because he said he would stop. So Finn, while he's taking his business call, Finn kind of unveils to her like, "Look, I know you. You're not happy. I know you're not, and I can tell." And he just runs through the pictures, and. She kind of just has that look in her eyes. And once Parker comes back, he's like, I got to go. And she's like, we just got here. We just got started. And he was like, it is what it is. I got to go. And I might have to go out of town and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, liar, liar. And then it was the fact that later that day, her best friend tells her he ain't out of town. He with another bitch at dinner. And she comes to the table. Like she comes to the restaurant to confront him and then they have a dinner together like hey shit happened like stop lying so time passes and the next time Finn is requested to do services it is again for Gianna and Parker at their engagement party well actually before that because Parker was like, I got to go out of town to make up for it. He was like, well, you could do a, fo- a solo solo se- session or whatever, whatever. And so they do it at Finn's house. Oh, yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, shit. Because, <laughs> like, she claims that she wants to do this sexy shoot 
<laughs> just for herself. And so he's like, okay, cool. So they he's doing like preliminary shots of her standing on the X, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's taking pictures. And they're talking while he's doing this, while he's setting up. And he makes mention of the photos from the few that he did at the engagement photos. And so he shows them to her. And that's when he points out, you can see this is this is what I'm reading from here. Because she was like, how do you know this, that, and third? He's like, this is why. And because of this and this picture. And because of this and this person. And da 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 And like he runs the gamut on how he knows that this is not who she's in love with. And she gets spooked and leaves after they kiss. Oh yeah, because that that, was, that photo shoot was real hot. Because what we didn't mention is they met each other previously when I think her best friend slash his cousin was trying to hook them up, but he was busy because he's a very busy photographer. Well, they they like he runs in and out of a family gathering, like Christmas or Thanksgiving. I can't remember which one, but I think it was Thanksgiving. But it was like her her best friend wanted them to meet, and I feel like it was because she was trying to hook them up. But that was before. That asshole. But anyway, so she gets scooped, spooked and runs out of the, the solo session and they don't see each other for three weeks. And the next time, of course, like you said, when they see each other again, it's at the engagement party. And ooh, and the, the bullshit that happens at that damn engagement party. Because the other woman is present at the engagement party. And I'm just going to fast forward because I don't want to talk about all the extra extracurricular stuff. He leaves with the other uh, woman from the engagement, the engagement party. party. And this is when Parker, I mean, Lord, Gianna. Sorry, I'm thinking Parker because I just thought about Parker and Rudd just that fast. <laughs> just that fast my brain went over that way. Just jaywalked right over there. This is when Gianna has decided that it is enough. Enough is enough, cause like he was trying to propose. Uh, Parker was trying to propose to her to have a threesome with this woman, and she was really actually thinking about doing it just to please him, so that she's not lonely. And I'm like, that's some bullshit straight out of hell, no. And so when Finn is like, oh hell no, she's crying because this nigga's leaving with another. Like <sighs> the fact that this dude told him straight up, she knows as soon as I get her straight in line. Finn was like, you know what? Fuck the bullshit. Snatches Gianna up out of their engagement party after this dude leaves with this other woman. And he only took her out just to have a a moment to herself. To bring her, you know, some type of happiness. So he was going to try to do the photo shoot again. Mm -hmm. And he bought her a wedding gift. (laughs) Somehow, why is that the song that comes to mind? (laughs) He... He bought her a lingerie. That's a heck of a wedding gift from a man. Some sexy ass lingerie as a wedding gift. And And she, he's like, put it on for the photos. And so she comes out of her shell during the photo shoot Mm -hmm. and and a couple of shots. And she asked him at some point. You know, she's like, am I doing a good job with these photos? And he was like, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. He bricked up, like, for real, for real. Yeah. And she said so much so that you're going to look at these photos later and mm-hmm. entertain yourself. He, he, <laughs> he was, was like, like uh, yeah. yeah. He had no like, shame about it. And so she was like, well, how about you do it to the real thing? Uh, you ain't said nothing but a word. And needless to say. He smashed he, the hell out of her. Like, I was like, this nigga threw his camera off the counter trying to get her cookies. <laughs> he did. 
he pushed that. He and pushed those, everything off of the, the, the counter. And those cameras are not cheap, honey. Not at all. Because mm-hmm. I have one. Them things ain't cheap. So, needless to say. That, that got it in see? real good. He put her to sleep. Yeah. And then. Put her, put her nigga to sleep. <laughs> this nigga, because it, it, she she basically mentioned at the very beginning that her location is on on her phone. Because she wanted to make sure he knew the location of the photo shoot mm-hmm. for the engagement. The engagement photo shoot. And so I it came back to my mind when that knock came on the door. I was like, her location is still on. That's how that nigga knew where she was. And so when he gets there and he's like, why are you here? He's like, I know my girl is here. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, nigga, he, she ain't your girl no more. <laughs> yeah, he, he told her that he's like, clearly. my dick is imprinted in her. Now she done forgot about you. You are no longer engaged. Goodbye. Go back to that bitch you were sleeping with him, sleeping with before you got here. Yeah. I was like, well, and it was so funny to me because you know sometimes the women be like, don't do that, blah, 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 blah. She, as soon as that door closed, he was like, she was like, well, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> she was sitting there like, thank you. Okay, so give me some more dick. Because <laughs> that's what she did. Pretty much. Like, okay, now that he's gone, just give me some more of that. Mm-hmm. Put me back to sleep. Because he was like, I just, I knew you was going to be knocked out till in the morning. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, perhaps maybe you need to try again. <laughs> keep keep giving me that. All right. That brings us to the end of this book. And now it's time for a lovely little section we call, It Was the Scene for Me. Friend, what was your favorite scene from cassette tapes? And heartbreak. Side A. Hmm. Got to say the side A. You do. Because I'm I'm wondering when there's going to be a side B. Because there's always a side B if there's a side A. But anyway, my favorite scene. Or should we do favorite stories? <laughs> no, we can do scenes. Okay. My favorite scene had to be the one that we were just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Because good choice, good choice. Because the fact that you was like, your girl chose me. <laughs> I, yes, I'm going to be 2K on you. That feels like <laughs> the right song for this. Like it does. It does. I was like, dude was like, she's in my bed sleep because I gave her the best dick of her life. You can go back to where you came from. Goodbye. <laughs> what else can you say after that? <laughs> Like, literally, what can you do after that? I, I agree that this is a, a very quality scene. I I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite scene. And I've already kind of told y'all my favorite stories of this book. I, I think, I'll say it this way. One of the best written scenes in this book for me has to be inside of, what's the name of the song? I think that I should be. I think that I should be. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you all right? I love that song. I think it's inside of I think that I should be, and it's the teenage. It's when they're teenagers. <laughs> okay, because when the things are coming out about him having a girlfriend, and she doesn't know the full story, she just knows what happened on her side. He's telling what happened. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one story where we get both sides of the coin too. But we hear his side, and he is, like, trying to talk about what happened. And she tells him she holds his penis falls off. Hold on, because I highlighted it. This was the thing I was trying to take a picture of and put on t- Twitter. 
<laughs> she said, <laughs> You're so full of shit, Farquhar. Fuck you and that dirty ass dick between your legs. I hope that motherfucker falls off and gets eaten by a squirrel. It wasn't the fall off. It was the gets eaten by a squirrel. Yeah, I got all the creatures. Yeah, I <laughs> of all the creatures you could have picked. You didn't pick a carnivore. You picked a squirrel. Ma'am. First of all, according to you in this story, that squirrel would be fed for the seasons. I mean. <laughs> Ma'am. Because he got a lot. The squirrel. Genesis Woods, you need your behind whooped. A squirrel. A squirrel. <laughs> Ma'am. She was mad. A squirrel. She was mad. Whatever come up, come out. A squirrel. <laughs> <sighs> Which leads us right to my favorite part of the show. A, a lot of you all's favorite part of the show. It's time for the book bay for payday. Because we treat them like paychecks around here. Hallelujah. Friend, we have a catalog of Negroes to choose from this week. We do. We have Finn. We have Farqueer or Farquhar. We don't know how to say it. We have, what his name is? Should I have written the names down? Possibly. (laughs) We're not choosing Aaron. I... He's in the no, range. No, Aaron is still a fuckboy to me. I, but he gets to be on the list because he's a main lead. You know, that's... Oh, so one more time. We have... Kenyatta. Kenyatta. We have Dylan. Mm-hmm. We have Aaron. Fuck him. Xander. Mm-hmm. After Xander, we have Farqueer. We have Finn and Zarek. Friend, who you picking? We know it's not Aaron. Damn sure ain't him. It's not him. (laughs) The answer is not Aaron. I have to say the audacity. A lot of them got audacity. Kenyatta got audacity. Well, I mean, he he wasn't competing with nobody for his girl, though. The audacity from Finn. I just... (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just something about the way he, he stole his girl. I can rock with it. Because majority of the guys, majority of the guys, apparently had the best dick of these girls' lives, right? Hands down. Ain't no competition. But it was the way that Finn laid it flat for her. Because, like, there's a quote that I did not make mention when we were discussing the book. And it was it was actually two things that he said to her the first one that he said was i hope you find someone who speaks your language so you don't have to spend a lifetime translating your soul that yes put that on a billboard (laughs) and then the other one he said my granny always used to tell me that nobody should be telling you you're you're the shit more than the person that you're sleeping with like the way he was speaking into her and then gave her the best dick of her life and told her man to kick rocks. All of that. Like, I appreciate the other one. Oh, yeah, he can cook, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he do this, that, and third, blah, blah, blah. But this one? Yes. Yes, sir. And then he gave her good alcohol. He had top shelf at the house. Yes. 
So, thin, hands down. All right. I'm going to say that I'm going to rock with Zarek. Okay. We don't see them smash on scene. I just, I think for me, he, he beat on his chest the most. Like, he was very clear with that young lady. Look, I don't want you. And and I I just love I love a good I love a good box out, I love a good hey don't touch me you can't have me I belong to so and so even though there was no clear I belong to so and so it was very clear it's not you madam, <laughs> and then he came for the assist when it was time to close you're not getting paid for none of this no you don't no. have to help me and you gave me a ride home and he gave her weed. To calm her nerves. You knew to have the weed in the car. He's like, like, I don't, I don't smoke, but I know you do. Right, and I don't smoke, but I, I just, for me, he has the kind of energy that I would appreciate being matched. Like, well, I, I can, I can, I can say that, yeah, because like even when it's something that it ain't for me, but I'm gonna make sure you get what you need. Yeah, to calm your nerves and to be happy. So I get it. Right, and so for that reason. I must rock with Zarek. All right, all right, um, all right. And, and that's where it's at. We have reached the end of the episode, friend. We have. Any final comments for cassette tapes and heartbreaks? Yeah, Winside be coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm ready for the B-side. <laughs> we can tell. Because, I mean, I want to, to be completely honest, we ain't got to have no update on all of the other ones. I want to know... What happened with Bean after that? Like, I just need some resolution I, I need, for her. I need, I need something else for her because that was some bullshit. Like, what was your point of even sitting in the hospital with me, nigga? If you're going to... No, go. Be gone. <laughs> you're the whole reason why I'm in here. Kick rocks. Fuck you. Keep going. Especially when you're going to sit here and tell, tell me you're in love with this other woman. And... Then you have this I love you conversation with her on the phone when you had you playing in my face. <laughs> you were playing in my face. If you was just smashing me or whatever, you could have told me you was engaged. You could have told me that you were still miss, messing with this girl. Because I, I, to be completely honest, I think that even if, because it's somebody that she don't like, I think she probably would still be smashing with her. But, you know, that, yeah, I'm, I want to know an update for her. If nobody else, her, yeah. <laughs> okay in that regard I have nothing to say I would like an update on Bean I would I just want to know how she's doing now so side B where you at friend there's only one other thing to say and it's simply Genesis, Genesis Woods your book has been spoiled. spoiled on the next episode of spoiler alert daddy's home we're gonna have special company while we talk about getting drunk and being in love tay monet i hope you're ready because our next book is definitely going to be a doozy strap up and strap in as papa Moore and kia and of course me l we get into a discussion about drunken love by tay monet it's a long one so go ahead and get your read on now because i guarantee you my daddy is full of the shenanigans okay my daddy's home come on for the next episode while we drunk in love <laughs>
can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SpoilerAlert88. Until next time, bye.